from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. You can give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. I'm Jade Warshaw, and I'm joined by best-selling author Rachel Cruz. I know we've talked about this, Rachel, but I haven't gotten to talk about your book that just came out. Oh, I'm glad for what I have. Thank you. Yes, it launched this week. My new children's book. My first one ever. And yeah, it's doing great. It's so cute. Uh, I love it. It's been so fun. It was a fun process. And hopefully that message of contentment yes. can be all through our households with oh, us with little kids. I'll be reading it to my kids for yes. sure. <laughs> so give us a call today. Uh, we'll take calls about your life and your money. And if you're interested in getting this book, you can pick it up where, Rachel? RamseySolutions.com slash store or anywhere books are sold. That's right. Love Mm -hmm. that. All right. Let's go straight to the phone lines. We've got Stacy from Manchester, New Hampshire. What's going on, Stacy? Hi. It's nice to talk to you guys. Um, I'm actually looking for what I'm calling a Ramsey rebuttal. Uh, (laughs) My husband and I, my husband and I are about to, we're very close to paying off our house. We have about 15000 left. And my parents are always advising us not to pay off our house because they tell us, you know, if anything happens and if somebody sues us, then they can take our home from us. And Ooh. it's not, it's not going to deter me from paying off the house, but I'd like something really smart that I can say to, to prove her wrong or something if I can. <laughs> well, you have homeowner's insurance. Yes, we do. Who does she think is going to sue you and take your house? Who is she concerned about? I don't know. She just, my parents are very much, uh, they, they think that people are very sue happy. And they are. They're not wrong. But um, What's your very net worth? sue happy and stuff. What's our net worth? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out if you have a target question. on your back is, is what I'm asking. No, definitely not. Definitely not. We're, we, I think we make 92000 after taxes and our net worth is probably about 200000 We're sort of at the beginning of everything. Yeah. I'm just confused, Stacey. Do they have something that happened to them or someone they know that someone like like taking someone's house? I mean, getting sued in general is a thing, sure. But they would still yeah. they could still take equity. I mean, that if with that logic, that means you wouldn't try to pay on anything and have no, you know, no assets at all because afraid someone's going to take the asset. Like that's no way to live. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I said. I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm not going to stay in debt forever just because of something that might happen, right? Because there's a lot of things that might happen. Um, but I was like, I'm just going to get somebody else's viewpoint on this because, like I said, it's it's not going to deter us. We're going to sure. pay it off because I don't want to I don't want to owe anybody money anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and a good umbrella policy mm-hmm. will usually cover things like if someone falls on your property and tries to sue you or something. You know, I mean, there's. Like Jade said, there's insurances and things to be put in place to protect you guys from something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm also concerned about how much uh, they're speaking into this. Like, it's very interesting that they, you guys talk a lot about money with them. Um, I talk a lot about money with anybody who will listen. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. That's fair. It's kind of my favorite topic, yes. um, you know, because, and I'm just excited about, you know, how we're just moving along with things totally but yeah um, my my dad was a contractor his whole life and I think that there were a couple of times where you know people turned around and maybe tried to sue him uh you know and they yeah you know it's probably like they were lying about things so but I'm sure he was licensed and insured he was licensed and insured and if something came that's what that's there for right 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think this is all out of fear on mm-hmm. their behalf. Oh, for sure. Like for us. Yeah. You know, it's fine. They're my parents. But I was like, hmm, I feel like I could get a more expert opinion on this because me just being like, no, mom, don't be weird. is probably not a very good response. <laughs> I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I, I love what Rachel said, because it's true. If you go through life like that, then you're never going to have any assets because you're just worried that someone could take them away from you. And exactly. in this case, typically, Rachel, I think we do umbrella sh- insurance once you get to like a half a million net worth. And then from there yeah. on, you could, I mean, if you don't have a policy, I think you're fine. Once you hit 500,000 in net worth, you can pull one out and you can tell your parents, hey, you know, you can sleep at night now. I'm fully, you know, <laughs> protected in case someone wants to fall down my stairs. But I yeah. think honestly, at this point, you're just fine. Like, you're 100% fine. There's no target on your back. Um, and at the end of the day, if someone wants to sue you, they can sue you and you would go through that yeah. process. And if you were at fault, you were at fault. And if you weren't, you weren't. So it's like, this is yeah. a whole what if conversation that's really hard to just speak about because nothing's actually happened. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's exactly. that relational tension too, Stacey, of going against something your parents obviously have voiced so strongly against. And I think anytime as an adult still, you know, even if you have a relationship yeah. with your parents at any level, it is yeah. that weird feeling of like, oh my gosh, and I had to learn, you know, God love my my parents. They're wonderful. But even certain things, I'm like, I had to learn. I can't control them. I can't, I, it's not my job to change their mind about X, Y, and Z. And so really living in that freedom of like, you know, Stacey, you're, you're deciding this for your life. And and being so comfortable with that, right? Which I know you guys are, because you said it, we're still going forward to pay off the house. But uh, yeah. but I do acknowledge just always that that's it's an odd thing to be doing something that your parents, quote unquote, don't agree with or discourage or something, you know, but I'm proud of you I guys agree. for still going forward and wanting just some facts. But yeah, you probably won't change their mind even with a umbrella policy answer. Uh, and I think that's where you kind of have to just let it go. You know? I agree. Thank you for the call, Stacy. That yeah. was an interesting thing to talk about. Well, let's see if we can pop into New York right quick and see what Donna is talking about. Donna from New York, New York, what's going on? Hi. Hi there. So I have a situation. I recently was approved for a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, through the same bank that I have my mortgage through. Uh-huh. And they gave me um, an introductory rate for only six months of 6.99%. Um, percent. But then after the six months, it goes up to 9.7%. No, it's adjustable rate. Yeah, it's a HELOC. Terrible idea. Donna, yeah. why are you getting it? Why are you taking on HELOC? Uh, for several reasons. So um, so I have about 60000 in credit card debt. 40 of that is legal fees. Uh, I have a crazy family situation unfolding. Okay. So about 40000 in legal fees. 20,000 in just regular credit card debt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to do some home improvements. And then also I was thinking about getting maybe one or two income properties. Okay. Donna, how much do you make a year? 125,000. Okay. Donna, do not take this HELOC out. Don't take this out. Okay. You don't need to be doing home improvements right now. You have $60,000 in credit card debt that you, Donna, with your income can yeah. clean up. A HELOC doesn't change that. It actually puts you deeper in a debt hole because of that. And then mm-hmm. you're going to be taking out more than what you need for this to do home improvements and all of it. You need to slow down, Donna. Do not take this HELOC out. It's not going to be worth it. And it has it's an adjustable rate. You're going to get terrible rates of return and then you're stuck in it and you got to pay it off if you okay. ever want to sell the primary property. So HELOCs right. are a terrible idea, Donna. I would okay. I would suggest the two, um, 
to start paying off the set. If you hold on the line, Donna, I would love to give you Financial yeah. Peace University. This is our nine yeah. lesson course on money. And it's going to give you okay. the basics of understanding how money works and specifically with debt. And debt is a hard one to tackle because the way the world does debt absolutely is not it's not a good plan and so i want you to watch these videos take this information in and follow that plan not the heloc plan thanks for calling this is the ramsey show if current times have shown us anything it's that the least expected events can and will happen and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. All right, you're listening to The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will take your calls about whatever it is you want to talk about as long as it is related to your life, your money, and in this case, you know, tell us about your relationships. We can talk about parenting a little bit. We can talk about girl math. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very real thing. I know, very it's a very thing. real thing. But give us a call. We'd love to talk to you. In the meantime, we'll go to Miami. We've got Caitlin in Miami, Florida. That's my neck of the woods. What's going on, Caitlin? Hey, Jade. Hey, Rachel. Oh, my gosh. My friend would be so jealous um, because he has such a big crush on you, Jade. It's ridiculous. What? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so cool. Um, let's cut to the chase. Okay, yes. so I have a car loan. Um, of $4,629 left on that. Okay. Um, I have student loans of $5,420 left. Okay. And then I have a credit card for $39.49, like a monthly uh, subscription for. Okay. okay. Um, I'm, moving, I'm moving in May to North Florida. Okay. Um, and I don't know what to do as far as like how to pay this and also like save to move. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm new as far as actually following the baby steps and stuff. Um, so yeah. So what's causing you to move to North Florida? Um, my brother and his family there, um, I'm a single mom and my son's dad isn't in his life. And so I have a strong uh, role mo- male role model for him, and my brother is that. So, so just to be closer, time. closer to family and whatnot. Okay. Do you already have a yeah. job in North Florida when you get there? Um, I've been working from home for my current job. Okay, got it. Okay, so what's your current income? What's it's at the end of the day, this is just a dollars and cents equation. So, what's your current income? Um, around fifty. Okay. And are you currently on a budget at all, or are you just, it seems like you know your numbers pretty well, so I'm just wondering. Oh, I just wanted to be prepared so I didn't waste your time on here. Um, <laughs> so I just started the Every Dollar 
Good. Um, and I just noticed I've been spending stupid, um, like going out to eat and stuff, and yeah. so I'm like trying to actually. So I just, I just don't know if I should um, focus on like paying extra for my car in student yeah. loans, or if I should just save for do moving. You, do you have any money saved, then, Caitlin? Do you have any money that's not tied up in real in retirement or anything? Just, just in savings? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, and how, how much is the move going to be? Have you, have you run any numbers when it comes to that? Um, no, but I'm guessing like after signing a lease and stuff, it'd probably be like three to Mm 6,000. Okay. So in this case, what I would do is you, you could approach this in one of two ways. You said you're moving in six months. Yeah. In one way, you could approach it as kind of um, a storm mode where you're just stacking up as much money as possible. And then you move, you get mm-hmm. there, everything's calm, everything's good. And then you start hitting this, the baby steps um, because you have no money saved. The other side of this, though, is and here's where I'm the side of the coin that I land is it doesn't sound like this is an urgent move and it doesn't sound like it's something that must happen in six months. It sounds like it's something you want to do. And if it were me, right. I'd probably get this debt cleaned up first. And then I'd feel the freedom to move, save up for that cost and, you know, kind of do that in a much more peaceful, less under the gun feeling. What is what do you think about that? Because my um, I I mean, I would agree Um, that would be my first choice. But my lease ends in May. Okay. Um, Will it be cheap? And will your and from just like a standard of living premise will you be will it be cheaper i'm assuming in north florida much, than miami yeah much cheaper yeah, yeah. much cheaper mm-hmm. there um like i'd probably save a thousand in rent that's great yep so i'm kind of i am eileen on jade's side of this caitlin i not that you have to pause all um not not that you have to pause moving necessarily but in these six months i want you to gain some traction because you're starting to you feel that level of like, oh my gosh, I've been out of control. And now you're seeing the numbers with every dollar in the budget. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I am, I am. I've been sending. So you have some really positive momentum in this direction of getting control of your money. And I want to keep that going. And so if I were you, Caitlin, I would have the goal to try to pay off, well, the $39, just do That's that gone. instead of going to Chick-fil-A tonight with your kids, right? <laughs> just just pay that off right now. Um, get that knocked out. And then I would try to work to pay off the car. Mm-hmm. And, and then have a little bit of a nest egg for that move. And I would do that move as cheaply as possible. I and if, I mean, right. as uh, uh, like no, because it's just you and your son. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is great. And so I would, Caitlin, I would make it a, I would be motivated to do it as, as absolute cheap as possible to get up there. And then when you're up there, you're going to be saving money, you know, on rent and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to knock out this student loan because honestly, Caitlin, you have $10,000 in, in, in debt. And I know that probably yeah. it feels overwhelming maybe to you, but Jade and I, as we sit here on this side of the table, we take calls all the time of people that are in far worse situations right. with debt. So my belief <laughs> and hope in you, Caitlin, that you can pay this off is so great. Yeah. Like it is so great. And if you can find a way to do some extra side work at night, maybe from home, uh, work extra. Jade always talks about getting your income up and all yeah. that. Like you can, you can actually do a couple of these things turn some knobs and you're going to see real quick progress, Caitlin. I really do believe that. There's also okay. another thing. Right. You, awesome. If you were interested in paying off all this debt before you moved, you could check with your landlord and say, hey, I know my 
lease expires in May. Is there any way that I can do a couple of more months, just month to month? Because here's what here's my goal. And maybe just talk to them and let and find out. And in these situations, I want to get as much information as possible so I know what all my mm-hmm. options are. And then you can really make the best decision for you. If, if he says no, yeah. look, in May, that's it. You're out. Then, you know, do what Rachel said. And it's like, try to pay off as much as you can, stack up some money, do this move on the cheap, but you might have more options than you know, you just haven't asked yet. So it's worth it to, in my, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, and, no, that's great. I actually didn't even think of that. So thank you guys. Yeah. yeah. Especially and, if you've been there for a long time, like if you've been a tenant there for a long time, you're trustworthy, you've always paid your rent on time. If it's me, there's no reason why I wouldn't grant the favor because you're a good renter and I'd want to keep that person as long as possible, especially if you came in and then said, hey, if I can have like three or four months, uh, uh, month to month after May, and when I leave, I have the perfect tenant for you. Ooh, that's great. That's a great deal. (laughs) That's what I would do. Yeah, and Caitlin, and remember your number one, your number one goal. Besides, well, if I were you, I'd pay the thirty nine dollar credit card and close it today. So I right. just get that out of the way. <laughs> but besides that, making sure you have that thousand dollar emergency fund. That's gonna be the very first step. And Caitlin, for you and your confidence, even doing that, yeah, getting a thousand dollars saved on the side, going from a hundred to a thousand where you are, I think that's gonna give you a, that peace of mind and some that level of control of like, okay, I know, I know my plan, and it's working, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited for yeah. you, Caitlin. I think you're going to do awesome. It. Awesome. And just a shout out to all the single parents out there. Yes. It's, I mean, when you're, when you're it in every aspect of life and then you're, and you're taking care of a, of a kid in the middle of it too. I'm like, it's, it's a lot. Your mind is all over the place. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. Of course, of course you would be where you are. Right. So yeah. there's no shame or embarrassment in that. Um, but the it makes a lot of sense saying, wanting to be by family. Yes, for sure. For sure. I get that. Yep. Whew, I love it, especially, you know, family. It's the Christmas season. This is my segue. It wasn't a great one, but here we are. Uh, getting meaning- meaningful gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale. This is what's in front of me right now, guys. Here at Ramsey Solutions, every year we do this amazing $12 Christmas sale and you can shop for best-selling books like The Total Money Makeover, uh, Baby Steps Millionaires, even books like Own Your Past, Change Your Future, and they're just $12. I think that's great. Uh, Questions for Humans conversation cards are are as low as $10 right now. Plus, the popular Questions for Humans Christmas edition book is back. These sold out these sold out quick last year. Wow, I can't read. Uh, there's a meaningful gift for everyone on your list. So check out that sale today. You go to RamseySolutions.com slash store and you'll be able to find the gifts you are looking for for just $12. That's RamseySolutions.com slash store. That's exciting. That's why I'll be doing some of my Christmas shopping. You can count on that. It's good. Awesome. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. What's going on, guys? You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we will chop it up with you. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Rachel Cruz. Let's check out our Neighborly Question of the Day. It says, today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When was the last time you thought about your dryer vent? (laughs) Clogged dryer vents are the cause of thousands of dollars of house fires every year. So let the experts at Dryer Vent Wizard clean yours. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to schedule your service today. Well, I know how to schedule. I'll schedule them. I'm ready. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So today's question comes from Jim in New Jersey. What is the max amount of time that you should hold off investing for retirement while working Baby Steps 2 through 3? We've been working hard on Baby Step 2, mostly student loans, since May of 2020. Our, finally pay, our final payoff uh, we will be put off a bit as we are welcoming our third child in early 2024. I am starting to worry that we are delaying investing for retirement for too long. Any input would be helpful. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I think this is a great question because it's true. Like if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not contributing to retirement. And if you know about compound interest and all of it, it may fe- this urgency may come over you where you think, oh my gosh, am I losing out on time? Yeah. And the truth is, yeah, I mean, I guess you are if you're not investing, but your money's going to something better. You are getting out of debt. You are you are eliminating any risk in your life. You're going to be saving up an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses after you do that. And then after that, you have your entire income at that point besides your mortgage to be able to throw at investing. And so mm-hmm. funding 15% of your income into retirement, especially if you're still having babies, because I'm assuming age-wise. Yeah. 20s, 30s, into your yeah. 40s, right? So you still have some decades there to be saving. And so what the problem is, is that people try to do too many things at once with their money and, they, yeah. and it, they're spread thin. They're trying to throw some in a kid's college fund and some in retirement here, trying to keep up with the, you know, all the statements of all the debt and just trying to, you know, payment on payments there, maybe throw some on a savings account. And it's just, you don't get a lot of progress when you do that. And so the intensity of paying off that debt not only gives you freedom financially, but it gives you like this emotional, spiritual freedom too, where you can actually breathe and not have this risk and this weight that you're carrying around. And then you have your whole income to go and invest. And what we find, Jade, is people end up doing better. better. Yes, they do better when, when this is the plan. So I understand the, oh my gosh, are we getting behind? You're not, you're fine. That feeling is true. But mathematically, how it ends up is that you're fine. You'll be fine. When Sam and I started paying off debt, just the payoff, just the baby step two process was seven and a half years. No no investing. Then we needed to save our three to six months. Then we wanted to buy a home and we needed to save up that money. So when I tell you during during the course of that time, whatever it is, he doesn't say, um, how many years it's exactly going to be. But what, what's going to happen is your income is going to go up. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. And so when you finally get the chance to start investing, by large percentages, you're going to be investing more than you ever would have during those other years. Now, don't get me wrong. I missed out on some time. Like sure, that's just, sure. that is part of it. Um, when you have debt to pay off, 
there is a little bit of a consequence that happens there. And I do think that we have to accept that as people Mm -hmm. who have gone into debt and as people who are having to come back and pay the piper for that. And I've accepted that. I'm like, you know what? I missed out on some years. But during that time, we worked our butt off to make sure our income got up so that when we did start investing, we would be able to make up for some of that time that was lost. And the good news is most people are out of debt in two years or less. So they're never going to have to face that. But just know on the other side of things, we're doing just fine is all I'm saying. So <laughs> you'll be doing just fine as well. So don't let that hold you back. It's good. Very, very cool. All right. Let's see if we can take some calls here. Let's go to Jacob. He's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's going on in your world, Jacob? Good afternoon. Thank you for uh, taking my call. You bet. Um, my, my question was, uh, I'm kind of new to the show. I've been listening to it. And um, I have uh, some stocks from an employee purchase plan. Uh, from a college shop that I have, uh, I have a car loan of about 14000 and I'm getting one to get your input on cashing out on the stocks and paying off the car right away or letting the money kind of grow in the stock portfolio and just paying the payments I've been paying. Yeah, so uh, how much money do you have in these stocks? Uh, it's the police stock purchase is about 50000 and then I have like uh, index funds, which is like another uh, sixteen. So uh, oh, awesome. it weighs about 70, 70 on average. Yeah, good for That's you, great. Jacob. That's great. And you have no just liquid cash? Uh, I have about 20 in like an annual like 4% saving. Oh, okay. Well, honestly, I mean, at that point, I would probably just take the 20 and pay off the $14,000 car loan. I would go, the, the stocks, single stocks are always, it's always a risky you know, move there. So I almost would just move those anyways to probably go back to that index fund that you have. Is it just a Vanguard account or what is it? Um, they're, they're S and P index funds. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I would, I would probably get out, I, w- I would get out of the single stock game, put them in the index funds, but I would use that 20 grand you had to go ahead and pay off your car. How much do you make a year? Uh, it's about um, with my wife and I. It's about thirty five uh, hundred a, a month. A month, okay. So y'all are right at okay, about forty. Okay. What, what's the purpose of those index funds? What What were you stocking that money away for? For um, it was just kind of um, it was like uh, I got advice. You know, you put ten thousand away, and you know, over twenty years, it should be you know four hundred thousand. Um, if if it's the annual growth is twenty percent. But it's non-retirement. It's just no uh, brokerage. No, I, I, correct. Uh, but I do also have um, a Roth 401k uh, from this previous employer. That's like another 40000 And are you consistently contributing to that? No, I work um, I work in a different uh, area now. So I haven't been uh, contributing to that. And that's okay. kind of where I put the uh, index. I was putting money into the index fund whenever I got like a yearly bonus or some like extra money on I'd- the side. I'd like to give you some, I'd like to give you a, a bit of a clearer picture of how you're using your money. Is that, is that okay? Cause I'm listening to you talk and it kind of sounds like there's some over here, there's some over here. I have this, but it's not working together as efficiently as it could. Yeah. Can we agree? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So if I were you, and this is the framework that we use for everybody that calls in and it works for everybody. If I were you, um, I would do what Rachel said, which is I'd take that 20000 that you have that's liquid. I'd pay off your car, right? Do you have any other debt laying around or it's only the car? Uh, consumer, it's the car and then uh, a house, which is like I have about 139 uh, remaining. 
Okay, awesome. So once the car is clear, you're consumer debt free, and then you've also got six thousand left. I would take that six thousand and pull out whatever other money out of some of these stocks, and I would make sure I have six months of expenses set aside. Then That's after that, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, in my mind, like uh, when I was thinking about the four percent annual, um, that twenty thousand. That's where I, I was kind of like listening to uh, the stuff. So I kind of consider that would be like my three six months. Well, it would be, but the first thing you've got to do is pay off your debt. That's thing one. Once the debt's out of the way, you can stock back up money in a similar, I mean, you can use a high yield savings account. You're still going to get 5%. So that's great. But the idea is right now, I feel like you've got this money in stocks and S&P 500 accounts where it can be used in a better way. So that what I'm uh-huh. suggesting is paying off that debt, saving up three to six months in a high yield savings account. And then what I would do, do you have kids? Uh just just got out of two under two, but yes, uh, two young ones. <laughs> okay, so then after, you guys have already got a house, so you've already done that whole thing. But the next thing is, I'd start putting some of that money away in some 529s for them. So you and your wife can decide a certain amount, chunk some over for uh, baby number one, chunk some over for baby number two, and then whatever you have next, I would throw that at your mortgage. And uh, that might leave about, you, go ahead. I have about 4,000 uh, for, for both of them set aside right now. Okay, and are you? That's great. Are you actively adding to it, or you're fine with that? Um, I've been kind of just uh, uh, been uh, putting cash aside in the past like couple months. The point Um, I'm trying to make is, I want you to be making really clear, really um, intentional decisions about how you spend this money. I don't want you just saying, I'm going to make a big chunk of it over here because it's not working best for you. It sounds like the things that are important to you are your kid's education. It is having money saved and it is paying off debt. We're just going to give you the most efficient way to do all of those things. And in the end, you you should be investing 15% of your income every single month out of your paycheck once this debt is paid off. So that's what we're trying to get you to. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear. And that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. You are listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your host. I'm joined by a best-selling author and host of The Rachel Cruz Show, Rachel Cruz. And we are taking your calls all afternoon long. Your life and your money. Give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Let's go directly to the phone lines. We've got Matt in Albuquerque, New York, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Not New York. What's going on? <laughs> Hi. Uh, yeah. I just kind of wanted to run by uh, my car purchase with you and see if I made an irresponsible purchase. I don't think so. Oh, this is fun, <laughs> Matt. This is fun. Pop quiz time. We'll tell you, true or false. Yeah. 
if you financed it, I'm probably going to say true, but let's let's talk about it. <laughs> What's going on? So I needed a car because I had a car that I ran into the ground. I put like 275,000 miles on it, and it needed a $5,000 repair. But the car was only worth maybe a thousand bucks at this point. And so I got rid of it and I decided to get something new, reliable that, um, I work a lot and I just, the unforeseen not having a car just doesn't work for me. There's a lot of caveats um, here already, but keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sure. And, um, so I decided to get what I wanted and it wasn't too expensive, but from where I come from, like I, for a long time in my life, I was a drug addict with nothing, mm. right? And yeah. I was never used to having any money. And now, um, you know, I waited tables to put myself back through school and for you. ended up in a career. Thank you. Thank you. I'm seven and a half years clean. Oh, <laughs> and so, that's great. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And so I decided to, you know, treat myself and get the car that I wanted. And yeah. So what'd you uh, spend? So kind of. I spent, um, after down payment, the amount financed is 26000 Okay. How much do you make a year? Um, after taxes, I take home about ninety six grand. Okay. Good for you. What, what are you doing what? now? Way to go. Work-wise. Thank you. I'm a pipe fitter. Okay. Good for you. Well, Matt, you're impressive in general. I think the idea of beating addiction or being in a certain lifestyle and then completely by your own admission just completely changing your life around is the is the biggest thing ever, right? Car payment or not, like um, people yeah. like you that do that, it's it's remarkable, absolutely remarkable. And I find you. that, you know, with a story like that, or even we talked to people, we talked to a lady yesterday who she battled cancer and she got over it, but she mm-hmm. went and purchased, you know, a new car she wanted yeah. for the same, like there's a, there's so many emotions tied to money and there's this level of celebration or this level of like, I finally like, like, I, I don't want to drive the crappy car anymore. Like, I want a break. Give me yeah, a break, life. Yeah. Give me a break. Like, it's been yeah, tough, right? Yeah. So so that emotion yeah. is is very real. It doesn't um, eliminate the mathematical side of it, right? Regardless of why we purchased it, there is still debt sure. in the picture. So, um, so, yeah, I would... It's not an insane number compared to your income. Like if you were making $30,000, I'd have to tell you, you have to sell this, Mm -hmm. but you could probably pay it off pretty quickly. Do you have any other debt at all besides just the car? Um, on my house. Okay. I I purchased the house and, um, I have about 80,000 left on the house. Okay. Chunking it away as fast as I can. Yeah. Good for you. So do you have any savings right now? Um, liquid cash about, 12,000. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then so, oh, go, go ahead. I have a, I have a 401k, um, where my company puts in 5% of my income and then I put in, um, 15% on top of that. Okay. And the, the eight grand a month is after I put in the 15% as well. Like that's okay. just my take home. Okay. Awesome. Um, Good for and you. I'm union, so I don't have to pay for health care. I don't have to pay for any of that. Like okay. that take home is my money that okay. I just get to do with as I please. Awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, what I would do, Matt, is I honestly, in your position, I would pause that 15% going into retirement for now, get some of that okay. cash back in your paycheck. I would take 11000 You're not going to like this, but I'm, I would take 11000 of that savings Bring it down to a thousand dollars. I would throw eleven thousand at this car, 
And at that point, you're going to have $15,000 left in car debt. And I would do whatever I could between now and April. Give yourself a timeline, kind of map it out and say, if I work extra, if I work nights, if I drive Uber, if I like go crazy for about four to five months, Mm -hmm. knock the rest of this out and then save up more uh, on top of that thousand dollars to a three to six months um, of expenses in an emergency fund. And you could do that by fall of next year and then press play again back to your retirement then and be funding your 401k. So you're really just going to pause it. I'm making up timelines. You would have to run your own numbers, but Mm -hmm. you know, for a year, maybe pausing retirement to get this debt paid off to get an emergency fund back into place. And, and then you're well on your way, Matt. And then your mortgage is 80 grand. And if you start, yeah, putting more towards that, even you're going to pay that off really quick. And Matt, you're going to, it's going to be a whole new world for you, but I would, I would, I would do what I could to pay that, that car debt off um, as soon as possible. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think I could get it paid off comfortably in the next. I mean, if I take that money out and I put it towards the car, probably six months. Yeah, I, could get I it think paid so off too. Easily. Yep, for sure. Wow. I know. And then I would say too, don't do it comfortably. Maybe it's really uncomfortable and you do it in four months, right? Like you do, you do some stuff that you really do sacrifice <laughs> yeah. and just do it. Are you are you single, yeah. married? Yeah. Um, I have a girlfriend, okay. but no, uh, like yeah. financial so, advice to anyone else. Yeah, that's great. So I think now I'm like, this is the time. It's mm-hmm. the time just to do it because the other power, Matt, and, and go to RamseySolutions.com and look up our investing calculator. I think this is always fun, especially with a car payment because it's a depreciating asset. Uh, throw your car payment in an investment calculator and just say from now yeah. till I'm 65, like how much could that be at retirement? I mean, because Matt, you're you're well on your way to becoming what, what we always say is baby steps millionaire. Yeah. Um, so it's powerful and, and who you are, Matt, and your the story you told us at the beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, this is a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. If you can get over, if you can yeah. tackle an addiction, like this car thing, oh yeah, this is nothing. I mean, this is, this is four months of lifestyle sacrifice and some extra, you know, work That's right. on top of your job. Like you can do this, yeah. but I think that I'm, I'm pretty used to being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, would have to be. I'm looking at these numbers and how you turn, turned your life around. And that's just unbelievable. To how me. old are you? Um, I'm 29. 29. Okay. Way to go Good for you. That's Way awesome. Well, thanks for calling Matt. Uh, I hope that gives you some direction, but again, uh, that's a real thing, Jade of that's where we always say money's never just about money. There's, no. there's so much more underneath that is kind of churning that causes us yeah. to do the things we do with money. I wrote a book called Know Yourself, Know Your Money all about this because I'm like, whether it's your childhood, how you were brought up, um, the life you're living today, your fears, your mm-hmm. dreams, your natural God-given personality and tendency, uh, environment. I mean, all of this shapes why we do the things we do with money. And so for him, I'm like, yeah, the the idea that, you know, you you climb this mass, massive mountain mm-hmm. personally um, and what he was dealing with you know, there, there is that feeling of like, golly, I, I deserve a good yeah. car. Like this yeah. is what I've done. And there, I that, owe it to myself. Yeah. yeah. And, and I get that, right. You I don't, do too. You don't want to drive the crappy car, but also that doesn't eliminate the financial ramifications That's right. that come with it. So being debt-free gives um, freedom in another part of your life. That's right. In that money side. And luckily he didn't go too far off the rails. Like I was expecting him to be like, I spent $50,000 yeah, bought yeah, a, yeah. you know, an Escalade. So <laughs> he, he kept it somewhat reasonable. Luckily he'll be able to pay it off in the next year. Um, if it was more than that though, we might have given him different, yes, <laughs> different yeah, advice, yep, but yeah, I know selling the car and, and for all you listening, it, 
um, and this isn't to pick on Matt by any means, but just in general, the car debt for me, Jade, is the one that hurts the most when people of call course. in. Because I'm like, okay, credit cards, you know, some people are doing it to keep up with their bill. Like you mm-hmm. get you 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 can to a point be like, okay, there, the student loan thing. We all know why, you know, That's people right. fall into that trap all the time. Uh, there's certain parts that you can kind of see. Mm-hmm. But it's the the car debt one, it always gets me because of the amount people pay in payments. Yes. We actually did a video together. We or did. Saw a video together, people, and it was like twelve hundred dollars a month in one car that's yeah. going to car payments. And you're just thinking no, and I'm not even an overly math nerd, but I'm like, you invest that instead. Let that work for I you. Know. Then the yeah. car dealership or the bank, like it's it's crazy. So <laughs> it's great. The car payment, it what it's what keeps the middle class middle, and it's what keeps you broke. So mm-hmm. make sure to get those cars paid off. It's not worth it to pay payment the rest of your life when you could use that payment to become a millionaire, which is what Rachel Cruz so eloquently said. That does it for this hour of the Ramsey Show. Check us out next hour. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author and Ramsey personality Ken Coleman. So give us a call. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So first up, we have Damon here in New York City. Hey, Damon. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys doing? We are doing great. How can we help? So, I've made a decision about two years ago that haunts me up until today. Okay. Where me and my family, we were renting and um, we decided that we were going to purchase a house together. And we all put like maybe like 10000 each to get like 50000 to put get the house. And the house was 420 and at a 2.8%. So ever since we moved to the house, I haven't lived there because I was still going to school and I was still commuting, spending maybe up to 500 per month in gas. And um, we decided that we were going to we made a verbal agreement that we were going to continue to pay even though we don't live there anymore. And I realized how bad of a decision that was. Hmm. And I want to tell him that um, I can't continue to pay this anymore, but knowing how my family is, I know Thanksgiving is not going to look the same for me Mm. if I tell them this. And I don't know where to go and I haven't been able to sleep. I just stare in space all day. Like, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. Okay. So who all, when you say your family, is this like your parents and siblings or who does this, what, who do, what makes yes. up this? Par- parents and siblings. Parents and siblings. And is how- someone renting this house right now since you all aren't living in it? We, we all are living in it, but we all put together to contribute to the mortgage and the bills. But in the past year, I haven't lived there and I've been paying religiously nonstop every month towards the bills, 600 and another 100 towards, like, utilities, but 600 towards the mortgage. And so you're renting somewhere else? I'm living with a friend because it's closer to my job. Okay. But I'm not able to save, and my student loans are about to kick in, 
and I have credit cards and I just don't know what to do. Well, sure you do. You know exactly what to do. This is, you said you were in a fog. I'm using my words. You said you just stare into nothingness all day long. I mean, this is absolutely shutting you down. You're not going to be able to live forever with your with your friend. You're going to get kicked out of that eventually. This is slowly breaking you down. You know exactly what to do. You have to sit down with your parents and your siblings and say, I know I gave you a verbal agreement, but here's where my life is, and here's how I got there. Student loans, you, you show them everything. I can't afford to pay you $700 a month. And they're going to say, well, then why don't you live here? And you go, I don't want to live here. And you're going to tell them all the reasons why you don't live there, and it's going to suck. But you're going to have to choose your own livelihood, and I mean like as in living, well-being. You're going to have to choose you, and you're going to have to have a big boy conversation and own it. And if they get mad at you for a while and Thanksgiving sucks, I would rather have a sucky Thanksgiving or two or three than yeah. a sucky life. Yes. Yeah, and I think that, that's what And I also think it's fair because on their end, they're thinking, yeah, well, we've agreed to this. Yeah, and you're I understand and, that and, too. and you're and you're breaking that, but Damon. But to Ken's point, it has to like this doesn't sustain this. It, you can't you can't live like this. So I think that even saying, I understand, I'm backing out of what I said, but I I don't even have the I don't have the ability mm-hmm. I don't have the ability anymore to do this. And so if there's something else I can do to maybe help, but I I think too Damon like I think owning it is mm-hmm. is um, a very humble thing to do, and I would do that. But also for your sake, and I would hope your, I would pray your parents, which I always think the best about relationships. I'm always yeah. like, you're, I'm sure your parents are wonderful. Oh, they're great. So you would pray. Thanksgiving's going to be wonderful. You would pray that your parents would say, yeah, we see this in our son. We see the numbers in the situation. And we don't want to put that on our son. How old are you? I'm 30. How old were you when you did this deal? I'm 28. Okay. So it was just two years ago. Do they find it? Like was the was there going to be a point that you guys would have this like paid off and then y'all would split the equity? Like what was the plan? The plan was because we moved to America, so the plan was just to have somewhere to live and okay. have a family home. Yeah, somewhere, and everyone you know, contribute. Will this put them contribute. with your parents? Do you know the math of when you do choose to stop paying? Will they still be able to cover the payment? There, there are enough adults in the house where they will be able to cover the payment. If I stop paying, they will be able to pay like maybe two hundred extra. And, you know, they will just have to adjust their spending habits. Yeah. But one of my siblings already cut communications with me, attempting to have a conversation about this, oh. and that's the kind of person they are. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I don't make light of that, but it. it I mean, you have no choice. You either choose to not have an awkward situation with them or you choose to have an awful life. And and that's and can I say, if they choose to cut off communication with you because of this, that's that's their choice. Yeah. You can't you can't control that. And it's would be one of the most painful, terrible scenarios when there's fractured relationships in life. I think it's just I mean, there's there's grief in that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's terrible. Um it is. but but you didn't choose that. You still want relationship with them. You just can't make a $700 payment into a house that you don't live in anymore. And that's what you're asking to be out of, not out of the family. Um, and so if they choose to take a different route, sadly, that that is on them. Yeah, 
Where did you Where did you guys move? Out. Where did you guys move from? Where you guys from originally? We moved from um, New Jersey to New York. But before you said we came to America. Oh, we moved from uh, the Caribbean. Okay. Okay. Because I do know too, you know, that certain level of loyalty in your word and certain cultures, right, holds way more weight than others, right? So I I know that that sometimes is at play as well. Um, But I do, I I would own what I do what I signed up for and that I can't fulfill it, but them yeah. choosing to not communicate with you anymore. That's, that's their stuff. Right. And if it's not yeah. this, and if those are the kind of people they are, I hate to say it, there's going to be something else in life. You marry someone they don't agree with. You raise your kids a certain, you know what I mean? Like yeah. eventually that, that happens, but I'm so, I'm so sorry. Damien, so you aren't sorry. a bad person. I, I think you were calling for permission. We don't have the power to give it to you, but I, I will tell you that we're in agreement on what you should do. And so are you, and you need to do this. You're not a bad person for doing this. And I think you need to give yourself some forgiveness for not living up to what you agreed to and knowing that you got to make a different decision, which is the right decision. So do it and move forward. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. So if you haven't heard yet, uh, Mint, which is a large budgeting app feature, uh, that has over 4 million budgeters is closing at the end of the year. And we've been in the personal finance space for over 30 years. And we know budgeting is such a crucial part to your financial picture. So we have had every dollar our budgeting app out for years. And it's fantastic. And so now that we know there's me 4 million people out into the world that don't have a budget, we just wanted to remind you guys to make sure to check out every dollar. There's a free version that you can download. You can download the app or go to everydollar.com. And the premium version is worth it. It is worth it. We have some different deals that are going on. We even have some every dollar webinars that we do to actually coach people and show people how to budget and what this looks like. And you can go to uh, everydollar.com slash, I think, budgeting for that webinar. Uh, but make sure, yeah, to check out to check out every dollar. Budgeting, again, is a crucial part to you winning financially. And with Mint closing, again, there's going to be millions of people that need a budgeting app. So make sure to check that out. All right, let's go to the phones at this hour. We got Dale in San Antonio up next. Hey, Dale, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. How can we help? So I think your screener kind of helped me figure out what my question really is. And that is, <laughs> um, I've, I've, got a, I've got a good income. Uh, I'm working really hard to be 100% out of debt, although with my mortgage and being um, 63 years old, I'm not sure that I'll ever make that happen 100%, but I'm going to work on it. And uh, the biggest challenge I think I have is uh, getting my wife on board with all of the aspects of 
being completely debt-free, having a real budget and sticking to it, and knowing where your money goes. So today I ordered the book uh, Total Money Makeover. Good. Of course, I've been listening to you guys. Um, we had purchased a new car in 2022, which um, I'm more than doubling the payments now so that I can get that paid off as quick as I can. I don't have any credit card debt. Uh, the only other debt I have is we ended up putting in a pool last year. And so um, working on get the car paid off, get the pool paid off, and then really hit the uh, the mortgage. Um, luckily, you know, we have a, a great amount of equity in it, but um, about half of my income every month goes somewhere, and I can't seem to find the way to get my wife on board with knowing where it goes and managing that. Okay. Well, getting spouses on board, I feel like, is one of the more common themes that we hear a lot. And um, I would say sometimes the issue more is weighted on that spouse that doesn't want to be on board. And sometimes, Dale, we find the issue is actually the person that wants to do all of this, but they are maybe a little controlling and all that. I'm not saying that's you. I'm not saying that's you. Um, but I would ask when you do approach these conversations, what's her, what's her hesitation? What's her, um, her feelings are negative around it. Does she express why? Uh, she doesn't really express negativity. What she expresses is that all of the purchasing that she's making is for a reason. Yeah. And that every purchase that she's making is with, is with absolute a lot of research, making sure it's the best value for the money, yeah. et cetera. But when I walk into the house and I see 15 boxes sitting there on the table that haven't been opened yet, and I'm wondering, what is all of that? Um, most of the time, if I'll ask her something specific uh, about, well, what is that? She said, I'm not sure I need to check because <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's her full-time job. <laughs> full-time job okay so, so and it's for, there's a couple yeah, things spends a lot on the family yes and you know and what we find a lot of times is that in a household sometimes not always it's a little stereotypical but it just ends up being true for a lot of people is that the is that the woman is the one that usually is kind of the cfo of the household meaning she's the one that's kind of keeping track of the paper towels and the toilet paper and who needs a costco run and who needs to do this right like like the that functioning aspect um, not always, but a good amount of time is on the woman. And so I'm sure that's the role that she has played uh, to a degree. And so I would I would say, Dale, you know, sometimes it could feel, because I'm more of the spender, my husband's more of the saver. So I actually, in some ways, may relate to your wife <laughs> getting a package in the mail. And I'm like, oh, let me check the Amazon app. I can't remember what I ordered. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I get that to a degree. Now, I don't want her to be irresponsible or lying or sneaking things around or anything like that. But I would say in your language, I would change the, well, what did you buy? What is this? And it's things pointing at her and talk about you. Talk about Dale and say, man, you know, sit her, sit her down and just say, hey, I'm genuinely fearful that we're not going to have money to be able to retire, to live the life we want, this debt on the pool, our cars. Like, I'm starting to feel the weight of this. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed. Like, it, you're speaking to you and what you're feeling. And that's one of always my piece of advice for couples is to say your why, what is it? And for some 
you know, women that I talk to out there, it's, you know, that they have to go to their husbands and say, will you please help me with this? Because I'm scared if something happens, we're mm -hmm. not going to be okay, right? Like there's always that undercurrent that is happening that's causing you to say, oh my gosh, I have to order the Total Money Makeover book. Oh my gosh, I need to figure out where our money's going. So, so I would express that to her, not in a, oh, we're walking through the foyer and hey, I, I feel like we should figure this out. A, a true sit down, really mm -hmm. sitting down and saying, I mm -hmm. want to map out the rest of our life. We have two to three decades ahead of us how can we best do this together and and do this and and really focus because i'm 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 fearful i'm scared you know whatever it is dale for you mm -hmm. explaining that why and then i think it's always helpful to have a plan and just to show her and knowing that she can change what she wants on it but to map out some level of a plan just to say hey i kind of just did a mock budget here's kind of what this is looking like for us to have some margin to be able to throw out the car because if we do this the car can be paid off in 18 months or whatever, and then we can get the pool paid off by the time we're 65, and then we can do retirement there. I'll have to work another, you know, maybe five extra years to make sure to get where we are. Like, at least do some of the legwork and a plan and show her, because sometimes the accusation of, well, they don't want to budget, yeah. they don't want to do this, it's because they don't know what to do. It's all this theory in their head, but when they see facts on paper, for them, not always, but sometimes that's helpful. And when she hears from you, when she hears from her husband, where you're at, you see a plan and the bigger conversation too is Dale, like I want to work as a team. It's been you over here spending this. It's me over here. And I just, I want to do this together and having that conversation. Does that make sense? It does. And I'll tell you, just to give you one little piece, um, a couple of days ago, I took a, a look at the mortgage and I, I figured out a way that I can pay it off in seven years. Yeah. And I let her know about that and she was pretty excited about it. So yeah. Yeah. I think she's very much open to making it happen. I just don't know that, um, the budget that she wants, the, we talked about a budget and the budget that she wants, I'm not completely comfortable with. I think it's a little high. And so I guess well, we a budget, need to continue. Yeah. Okay. So do you guys have, I, a, do y'all have every dollar premium? We don't. Okay. Hold on the line. Uh, when we get done with this call, because we're going to give you a year of that, because I want you guys to sit down together, look at your income for the month, and both of you, Dale, both of you sit down okay. and plug in numbers and have these conversations. Go line item by line item and say, hey, for food. And she's going to say, we need $800 for groceries. And you may be like, what? That's crazy. We only need 400 And she's going to say, no, no, no. Have you, have you haven't done this? Let's look on average what mm -hmm. we spend to run this. And this is yeah. what it is, you know? So you need some reality too into her world and what she's been seeing. Yes. But also she can't go and just spend whatever she wants either, Dale. So there's, there's a balance that you both have to bring to this. So I like you say balance, Dale, here's my advice. I would take the offer at the higher budget. One of the things we teach in budgeting is it takes 90 days, 120 days, sometimes yeah. as much as six months to get budgeting right. I would take this offer from her, okay, I'll do this budget. And it may be a little high for you and you may have to adjust some of your payments on the pool and things like that, but let's just get a budget get where a we're in together, agreement. Yeah. And then we begin to, hey, could we adjust it this month? I take what she's offering right now and I'd work from that. I think she's offered you an olive branch, I'd take it. That's good, that's good. Okay, hold on the line, Dale. I, I like that. thank uh, you. We're gonna thank give you, you a so year much. of that. Absolutely, thanks for calling. Thank you. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Ramsey Personality, Rachel Cruz, hosting today, this hour, with Ramsey Personality and bestselling author Ken Coleman. 
And the holidays are coming up, you guys. And here at Ramsey, we always oh encourage you all to get some gifts that are going to help people. Yes. And we always do a $12 sale every year. So if you go to RamseySolutions.com slash store, there's a ton of our books. I know Baby Steps Millionaires is there. Total Money Makeover, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. I think some of mine, Know Yourself, Know Your Money, I think is in there. Um, From Paycheck to Purpose, The paycheck. Proximity Principle, you it's want all, a new year, new career, come on, you know, my kids need shoes. My kids need shoes. Okay. I appeal to you. Uh, <laughs> we're practically giving these books away. No, uh, it really is a great, unbelievable sale, and our tribe just goes bananas every yep. year. But can and I talk about this? Yes. Were you going to? Well, I was going to say, and also in the store. Can I talk Not about Not for the $12 it? sale. I know. It's a few more dollars more. Yeah, but this. The kids' book. This. Where's the camera? There, where, there we go. I feel like David Letterman. Remember he used to do oh, that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. This is Rachel Cruz's new book. It's called I'm Glad for What I Have. And look at how adorable it is. Can you tell people who's this little bear? It's just, well, they don't have names. Oh, but they don't have names. No, but the, you uh, know, It's the, obvious but, I haven't read it yet. What? No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, well, this but isn't but my squirrels, genre. There's yeah, squirrels, bears, there's whales, yeah. there's octopuses. I mean, look at the there's art. Giraffes. Look, at, look at the artwork in this. This is great. It's like show and tell time. Yeah, the illustrations. There's a Rubik's cube in there. <laughs> this is great. Kelly, I'm, I'm reminded of David Letterman in his cuticle. I don't know if my cuticles are up to shape, but I remember you know, they would zoom in. So there's those of you who remember Letterman. This is a great book, and I'll tell you why it's great. Because it begins a very important conversation about gratitude and contentment that will eventually be a huge deal in how they handle money. And that's what I love. You're getting yeah. kids early, just under the core of what yeah. money's all about. I know. I know, you know, parents out there, if you, I always laugh because the Amazon catalog has come to our house and my kids have circled literally everything in the catalog for of Christmas. Course. And I'm Why just not? like, oh my gosh. But it is, it's just the stuff and the excitement of stuff. And I understand that, you know, this, I, I wrote a book called Love Your Life, Not Theirs because the comparison game just getting more, staying on top of it all, the upgrades, the bigger, the better. I'm like, it's the American way of life. And what ends up happening financially is people go down the avenue of debt to get that and they end up in a lot of trouble. Or on an emotional side, you go down this and you think, okay, if I just get this stuff, I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to be happy. This is the thing that's going to really scratch the itch and I'm going to be okay. I just need this thing. And we've all said that, and we all know it's not true, but there's something bigger and better out there, uh, I believe, that actually do, does fulfill us on a deeper level. So we talk about that at the end of the book, but these little animals go on an adventure it's to, so cute, to find... so and it's easy to read. Can I read it. just one little thing Oh, here? do it. Across the whole world on the sunny savanna, an elephant said to her pops and her nana, when I get a toy, it's exciting and fun, like anything's possible under the sun. sun. Let's just tuck everybody. I think I think I think I saw Kelly not off there. Just story in my, time. In my my very soft melodious voice. Just story time. Uh, it's just wonderful though. It's really cute and it's a Thank great you. book. It should show up under the tree everywhere across America. Yes. This is what I'm saying. Thanksgiving, Christmas, y'all. RamseySolutions.com. It's called. I'm glad for what I have. Go get it. Congrats, by the way. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, we're so we're gonna go to the phones uh, right now. We got Josephine in. Is that Vermont? Hey, Josephine. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? We're doing great. How can we help? So I have a question about avoiding lifestyle drift as my income goes up. Um, I am very frugal because I would love to be able to not work past the age of uh, 50. And I'm on track for that as long as I sort of freeze my spending where it is now. And 
I'm always sort of torn because I also would like to live a little better sometimes. Like I would like to <laughs> can I can I nice jump in, stuff? Josephine? Can I jump <laughs> yeah. in really quick? Because I think for our audience, this will be interesting. Are you a part of the uh, FIRE movement or at least uh, on the fringe of the financially independent retire early? Is that what I'm hearing? No. Oh, I mean, good. I know what you're talking about, but my concern, I mean, my motivation is more that my dad died when he was 54. Uh, and I I work really hard mm-hmm. and I would love it to be optional at least. You know, maybe I'll work longer, but... But it feels like you're at the point now where you've got a touch of that movement in you where you're working so hard, you just want to enjoy a little bit of life. And I just wonder if there's not maybe loosen there. the maybe loosen the belt one or two notches. Sorry for that mm-hmm. uh, man metaphor there, but it's like <laughs> you're living so tight and you're squeezed mm-hmm. with your time because of the money issue and the work issue. And I just wonder if you can still retire at a young age, uh, but also enjoy life a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going. What are you missing? What, what what would you say to Rachel and I? I wish I could do this every once in a while. What what's being sacrificed? Well, I mean, really nothing. I guess like I I, I live very comfortably, um, but I guess I mean the thing that I sort of There's go something. back and forth about is a new car, ah. which I don't need. Okay. And I worry that I want it more because of like comparing myself to others than so we're just really needing about. it. Yeah. What are you driving now? So it's a 2020 Mazda SUV. So like the CX-7? The 5. The 5. Yeah, it's a great little car. <laughs> wow, great for you. Ken knows, Ken knows his Mazda. Well, I watch a lot of sports. Who knew? So the sport, oh. if you watch it football, the car commercials are like all ubiquitous. The guys, all the guys are laughing. Yeah, that's the only reason yeah. I know that. That's I'm funny. not some car that's so guy. That's so funny. Um, that's a nice okay, car, though. So, yeah, it is. Oh, you it's great. Need, you're right. You don't need anything else, and you shouldn't be jealous. You got a good nice car. <laughs> yeah, and I think, Josephine, I there's... And so, let me say this. I do... For your dad and his and his story, how, what what um what happened at fifty four that made that caused him to to pass away? He had an accident at work. Okay, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's tr- yeah, that's um that's tragic and traumatic and all of that. Um, when it's sudden like that, so what I would say is there's part of the motivation, possibly. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Part of the motivation for you that wants to retire at fifty is a little bit of this fear that may not be a reality in your life. And I'm sitting here next to Ken and I think for, I think the stars have aligned today because Ken is one of the best talking about the value that you bring Josephine to the world, that work is not something to escape, Mm -hmm. but it's something that you can actually enjoy and find something that you find meaning from. Now Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I wouldn't want to be paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. feeling like I'm still scraping by and that I'm still so nervous that I'm not going to be able but at this point in your life, you could, because how old are you? I'm 32. Okay. So at this point in your life, Josephine, I mean, you have a solid 20, 25 years past that 50 point, 52, 55, that you can put away some serious money, um, save, but more for the reasons that are not completely fear-based. Because I think part of what's paralyzing you maybe with your lifestyle is this fear of if I spend then I'm not going to have enough to put away. And if I don't have enough to put away, if something happens to me, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I understand that, you know, there's reality to everyone's stories and everyone is on this earth in a limited number of days. And we don't know those days, but 
But for you, I think there's some freedom to give yourself to say, yeah, I'm going to shoot for a goal. But the reason I'm shooting for the goal is not out of fear, but maybe out of something else. And I wonder mm -hmm. if that motivation is different, if that feels different in your expenses, that if you do get a bump and a raise and you're still being wise and you're investing 15% of your income and you're out of debt and you have some money saved for an emergency fund and you're doing all this, that it gives you permission to to give some of that away and to save some of it, sure, and to spend it and enjoy mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So I just I I I would kind of focus in on on that. I think on Rachel's on it, Josephine. I think Rachel's got a great point. I think this is a mindset switch. Here's what I'm hearing. Okay, I'm gonna say this really mm -hmm. fast. You tell me if I'm right or wrong, and I don't mind being wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're frugal by nature. You're very disciplined by nature. And I think what's going on is you're just dealing with normal comparison stuff that I deal with, Rachel deals with, we all deal with it. Because yeah. somebody in your life has got a really fancy something, 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 and it's it's a whole lot sexier than a Mazda CX-5. <laughs> and I think what's going on is is you're going, man, I kind of want that. But here's what I want you to do when you start to feel that way. Do you want what comes with that fancy car that your friend can't actually afford? And they're dragging around $750, $1,100 car payment. That's real. I'm not making that up. And I think if you start to go, would I want that? Would I want to have to spend more of my savings on that? You start to go, well, what would I have to do to have what they have? And I think you'll mm -hmm. go, ooh, I don't want that. I think you'll be really happy with your awesome life in Burlington, Vermont. You're killing it, Josephine. Keep going. Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality and best-selling author. And we're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Tyler in Mesa, Arizona. Great area outside of Phoenix. Hey, Tyler, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? So my question is, should I keep the house? My father passed away. I have two younger brothers mm. and I'm trying to decide whether or not it makes sense to keep the house. Oh, I'm so sorry, Tyler. Yeah. What happened? Um, he was very sick, uh, for a long time and, uh, he, um, couldn't take it anymore. Mm. Um, he, he ended his life on April 3rd. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow, I'm so, so sorry. Wow. So what kind of situation is the the rest of the family in about this? Is I know mean, you're mom... the one on the phone, but is anybody else involved in this decision? So my, my parents are divorced. Um, my, my, I, I'm usually living with my mom, with my brothers, my two brothers. Um, they moved out to Casa Grande where my mom lives. Um, recently after my father passed okay um they're they're, they're shooken up i mean we all are it's yeah. not a uh how old are you guys tyler how old are you and your brothers i'm 20 um wow. my younger brother cody is 18 and my youngest is 15. okay so they're still living in the house or they're still at home so they moved with your mom how far away is your mom's house from mesa 
or from where your dad was living? About an hour. Okay. um, And where will you be living, Tyler? Will you be closer to your mom over there? Will you be more near your dad's, your dad's house? I'm still living at home. Um, I'm going to college. Okay. So, um, but is that home in the home that your dad had? No, it's my mom's home. So, so you're all with your mom. You're all an hour away from where your dad was. Did you all get anything else? Yeah. uh, As a result of his passing, anything else besides life insurance or anything? So, uh, life insurance paid out. Um, about 90000 However, he set it up incorrectly and half went to my mom and half went to my aunt. Fortunately, my aunt is um, a, a really great person and she, she, gave, she gave me the money um, in, uh, in, in, for the benefit of my two brothers and myself. Um, and so that's been kind of keeping the house afloat. Yeah. He, okay. um, he spent his money as it came in. Um, all like there was, <laughs> yeah, every dollar he got, he kind of, he used pretty much. Okay. So, so um, do, have you been paying the house payment? I guess it's only been what three or four months that you've been paying the house payment yeah. through the money that your aunt gave you. Yes. So the, the money my aunt gave me, um, I mean, and then, uh, he, he was receiving money monthly from a trust created by his father. Okay. Um, and so there was $20,000 in the bank account and my aunt gave me 45. Okay. Uh, we're down to about 28 and everything's on time. The house isn't going to get foreclosed on. Yeah. Um, how much we, is it? How much, know, how much would the, the house, how much is it um, worth right now? Do you know if you sold it, which, um, what could you get for it? About 430,000. Okay. And how much is on the mortgage? Uh, about, 30,000. Okay. So it's almost a lot of equity. Yeah. There's, uh, it's appreciated a lot since he bought it. Okay. Um, I know what I would do, Rachel. I know. I know what I would do too, Tyler. I just want to double check. Like does this house carry any level of significance to you in the sense that you want to keep it within the family? Like did your grandfather build the house? Like, is there a, is there any, emotional ties besides just that your dad lived there. I understand that. But is there any reason you would want to live in this house for you? My youngest brother um, really wants to keep the house. He's 15. Like we've been years old, right? But he's, he's 15. Um, I mean, the big thing, everybody's telling me to rent it out and that's not a terrible no. idea. Yeah. I mean, and it would, it would keep, it would keep the house afloat and, we'd have a little bit of money coming in. Um, Okay. So Tyler, so what I would do and Ken, I'm sure we're going to be on the same page with this. I would sell it, Tyler. I would sell it. It's an hour away from where you are. The renting game is something that you guys do not need to burden yourselves with at 20, 18 and 15 years old. And the beautiful thing is Tyler, you're going to get $400,000 of equity, which is a huge gift to you guys. And being able to use that, whether it's for college, a down payment on a home that you want for yourself. I mean, whatever can be used for this money is really going to jumpstart your life, Tyler, in this. And for, you know, reasons that I, I just don't think is necessary to keep a home that's an hour away from where you're going to be living. And I understand that's so emotional. That's why I kind of even wanted to ask that first question of kind of what what emotions are tied in this. 
because um, homes, especially when it, it involves a death, we we hear this a lot, Tyler. It's very difficult for people. You know, we mm-hmm. talk to people that and their their spouse has passed away or a parent, and letting go of that house feels like they're letting go of them. And there's a a massive void there. There's there's another level of grief almost of mm-hmm. letting something like that go. But from a financial standpoint, Tyler, I I would sell it. Yeah, I would Is sell it, it. Yeah, Tyler, I would sell it too. And for all the re- reasons that Rachel gave you, you do not in the moment of grief at this stage of your life want to be dealing with being a landlord and the amount of profit that actually benefits you and your brothers is limited to none at this point. And I know everybody's going, oh, it's an asset. You could blah, 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 blah. No, that's not helping you at all versus selling the house. Your dad's legacy lives on in the fact that he did pay the house down. And, 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 and he paid it to a point where, hey, it's a huge asset. And it split three ways between the brothers. I'm assuming that's what the deal is. That is a massive, massive, massive uh, head start for you, as Rachel said. And I think it's a no-brainer. You do not want to mess with this. You guys can get into real estate down the line, but this could pay for your 15-year-old brother's college, potentially. Uh, this has so many benefits. And more importantly, you guys need to grieve. You guys need to be able to grieve without trying to figure out how to deal with a landlord or somebody who's going to operate the house when you're gone. Your mother lives in a different place. There's just too many unknowns and too many variables to think that this is a good idea. I would take the money and invest it wisely. I really recommend, Tyler, that you at 20, uh, as as kind of the older brother, the man of the house, figuratively here, uh, I'd get with one of our smart investor pros. Yes, I was say that, and a uh, real estate ELP. And a real estate ELP, and and but I get the house sold, and then sit with a, a great investment advisor who will put that money because all, to work for yeah. all three of you. Because if, even if we painted a different scenario, Tyler, let's just pretend you were thirty years old, married with two kids, and you're like, and I love this house. Even if you kept that house, you would still have to pay out your brothers because that's an asset that's, that's split right. between three people. So. Yeah. Again, that could be another conversation if you had the money to do it and that's what you wanted to do, right? So there's there was different ways to do this, but a really clean mm-hmm. way that takes a lot of pressure off you, a lot of work that is unnecessary of having a renter an hour away that's going to be calling you at 2 a.m. because their heating and air broke in Phoenix and they're hot. You know, I mean, like, it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at this point. And again, like Ken said, if you want to get into that down the line, I mean, we, I come from a real estate family. My husband, he's looking at, doing flips now. I mean, like we love the idea of real estate and and uh, having renters and all of it, but it has to be at a, at a point that it's not a stress point for you, that you're able to, to have the cash and the cash flow. And I think that's with season of life too, Tyler. And I hate to like pin an age at you yeah, because of it, but I think you have so much life ahead of you. And this money again can be such a gift to continue your dad's legacy. And that's mm-hmm. how I would look at it. And yep. to say that, you're selling, yes, an asset that he had, but man, you're able to use that and and put it in the market, put it in high yield savings, go forward. I just got an idea. You and Winston need a show on HGTV. If he starts flipping, <laughs> I want to see you two walking through houses. I want to see you Flip with, with a cash. sledgehammer Flip the cash. and That's your we'll fancy little shoes knocking drywall out. That America needs to see. We need another couple with a flip show. I like... And it's you and Winston. The air conditioning in studios. This is my job, (laughs) and I enjoy my job. Thank you, though, Ken. Well, thanks to all the guys in the booth for making this show happen. Tyler, thanks for the call. Hold in line. We're going to hook you up with some stuff. And Oh, and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, America. This is The Ramsey Show. 
live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting this hour with best-selling author, Ramsey personality, and great friend, Ken Coleman. We are here to answer your questions, and it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. So we're going to go to the phones this hour, and we have uh, Judy up first in Indianapolis. Hey, Judy, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Okay, well, this is my little situation, and I haven't heard this much before on your show. Um, I'm 59, and I'm a widow, and I'm unhappy in my present position, my job. Mm-hmm. I've been in it since 2008. Okay. I um, have no debt. I have um, no electric electric bills, and uh, I I have I can live on very little a month. I'm just by myself. I have no heirs. I have no dependents. Just me. And I have um, about 150k in a 401k. How much? 150. Yes. Okay. And I have 75,000 in just a savings account, high yield savings account. And I'm like I said, I'm not happy in my present position. What do you and do? I'm on the, I'm in logistics. Okay. And what what makes you un- on me. what? Yeah. What what's wearing on you? Is it the work or is it the environment or both? Well, um, I'm a single employee employee for my company on site at a customer, and I've been there since like 2008 and. Recently, my schedules have changed. All our all the team schedules have changed, where they require you to be um, on call for an additional forty-eight hours a week. But they won't pay for the on call. What they do is you have as long as you can prove your time spent in email time or or um, conflict management of uh, shipments. Then you can get your your time like thirty minutes and a night instead of you know because I'm on call like five hours a night and uh, and you only get paid for a small smidgen of that right. of one percent right. of, yeah. of yeah, what so, you actually do yeah so that's just that just eats away at you it's just irritating oh, it yeah I get yeah. it and it's also and it's you're by schedule. yeah and you're by yourself too I guess that's not no. fun. no so I I'm looking possibly to change change my whole yeah, Our whole life. life. You, yeah, you yeah. should. Yeah, you, you should. I, that's that's what I'm getting at. Because logistics, if you were in a different environment and and different circumstances, the logistics work, the the process nature of it, you probably enjoy that because you're probably good at it. Is that true or false? I, I believe I am. Okay, good. It's, all right. So what's your call is what's killing me? Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I first mean, of all, we sure. need to be looking to leave. That would be my first advice. Yeah, but so I, but I you, guess you called for some other reason. Do you do you know what you want to do, Judy? Yes. Yes, I I am looking um actually to um, get a car, and um, my, uh, what I'm what I'm thinking is I want to get a car with this part of the, about thirty thousand of my seventy five in, in savings, and I, I what I want to do is is drive for a living, um, whether it's Lyft or Uber or um, mm-hmm. senior driving from errands and things like that. I think that's what I want to do. I want to help people that way. Okay. Now, um, now, what do you make in your 
Well, number one, do you have do you have any debt, Judy? Like just your no. and house. No. What's your housing situation? I own my house full out, like outright. Yes. You have no debt, nothing. Yes. Okay, yeah, she's like no, like you're living the dream, Judy. She, she told us she has hardly any expenses. So here's the yeah. question: yeah. What are you? What is your current car? Um, it's right now. It's a 2008. It's a pickup, a Toyota pickup, and I won't get rid of that. I'm going to keep it. I have a small farm. I I raise. Okay chickens and quail and rabbits so i'm going to keep it for the feed hauling feed and the dogs and stuff back and forth have you done your homework on the uber or the lyft have you done your homework to figure out what you can okay and you can make plenty well i don't know about plenty i don't take much though i want to do something i more enjoy i I get that i make about fifty-seven thousand now all right well you're not going to make fifty-seven thousand drive an uber or lyft in indianapolis Mm -mm. all right so here's what i want to here's what i want to point out I would just be very, very, very careful about making this decision because you admitted to me just a moment ago that if I gave you a $57,000 logistics job where you didn't have that nagging issue of uh, being on call like a doctor and I can't leave work at work and I'm not working in an isolated situation, that you would probably enjoy that job. Didn't you tell me something like that? Yeah, I'm not so sure I want to go back and forth to an office anymore. Okay, and I'm Um, fine with that. Um, I get it. I get it. But I'm still saying, here's what happens. Let's say you buy a car for Mm $30,000, okay? Uh, That car is going to continue to go down in value, whether it's brand new or it's used. And you're driving around, and you're not making much. Now, you're helping people. You sound like a lovely person who would be awesome to talk to if I was in the backseat of your car and you were driving me around. But this is not just about you serving people by driving and maybe you could get a delivery job where you're making pretty decent money have some job benefits i want you to find the middle ground between uber and logistics i just feel like you've got a too wide of a either or here yeah because what i don't want to happen judy is you look up in 15 years and you know you're 70 and you're like i want to be done and you look, you're like, gosh, but I don't know if I feel comfortable yeah. being done yet because of my nest egg. So I want you to run some numbers for well, you, Judy, and just to see, okay, what would me, it look like to... Let me go over yeah. a little bit more. Um, I'm sorry, maybe I didn't make myself clear. I'm a widow, so um, I can get my husband's Social Security at 67 or 72, but I, I pl- I'm very healthy, so I plan to work for a while. My husband's Social Security has been estimated at 2700 a month. At 60, if when I turn 67. Plus, I have an annuity of 2221 already in place every month for the rest of my life. Okay. So I'll, that would be 47, yeah. 4800 a month, which is more than plenty for me to do stuff with. Yeah. And if I was to have, if I was to do Uber or Lyft or even drive for a senior community, um, errands or whatever they needed, um, I could call my own hours. All right, I changed I my... All right, Judy, yeah. Judy, you're awesome. You gave me new information. You gave me new information. Oh. I'm glad you gave me new information. And now I'm going to tell you, go drive yourself till you're just completely content. Because I, I now you've got more margin than I thought you had. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I didn't want oh, you yeah. at this young age. And I love that yeah. you said you're going to keep working. I think you got oh, way more I'm options. So I'm going to say go drive Uber or Lyft or for senior citizens... 
I changed my answer. Yep. Do you think that's enough for for me to live on? I mean, I don't really. I only have 150k, and, and that's well, what I was a little concerned about. I know. About. I want you to run those numbers. Yeah. Uh, you, I'll yeah. I'll waffle between my two answers. <laughs> First piece of advice I gave you, I think, is good, but I also think that you're frugal enough that if you try this for a couple of years, uh, you can always make some changes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, go ahead, and I would get out of the job. You're not happy there. Yeah. You have enough margin today in the present to drive. So do it till 2026 and then kind of look up and, you know, decide, okay, do I need to go back into something more full time for a few years and make that call? But for today, Judy, I think you're good. I think you're good to go do what you want to do. Thanks for the call. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Up next, we have, is it Britta in Palm Springs? Is it Beautiful. Britta or Britta? It's Britta, uh, Britta, like the water purifier. Britta, yes. Nice. Perfect. Yes. Very nice. Thanks for calling, Britta. How can we help? Thank you for taking my call. Um, I got a quick question. I'm currently in baby step two. I've paid off 56000 since nice. January. Oh, my gosh. Wow, watch um, out, thanks folks. to you guys. Whoa. I backed out of bankruptcy to follow your guys' plan, and I, wow. it's the best choice I ever made. Look at you. Britta, yeah. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So all of my debt was in collections when I started, so nothing had like a minimum that I, you know, to keep it current. None yeah. of it was current. I have one debt that's not accepting payments right now because they say, they're not allowed to collect in Colorado and California right now. I think they have a lawsuit going on, maybe. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then, yeah, I have an $81,000 medical debt that is obviously in collections. And their minimum payment that they're asking for is $2,300 a month, Ooh. which would stop, yeah, which would stop the $675 interest that grows each month. Oh, wow. So my question is, while I'm paying off IRS right now and another smaller debt, um, I should have those paid off at the end of next month and the end of January. Okay. Should I be making the interest payment on the medical debt to kind of hold the balance where it is until I can get to these other debts or um, not pay it and just let it go up? Or How much? Um, well, the, I, the, the perfect scenario is that you're staying current on it and not getting behind on it. So my question right. is, um, for you're going to be done with one of the debts end of this month. Is that correct? So how much money would that free up at the end of this month? End of, no, end of uh, December, um, I'll be IRS debt free. Okay, okay, and perfect. And I put about, about $2,300 a month towards that. Okay, so that'll be freed and up. Then, and then what about the January debt? Yeah. How much do you pay on that? The January debt, I'm um, currently paying six seventy five a month on. Okay. And... I was figuring I'll have it paid off in January because I was going to put the rest of the IRS money towards that one yep, yep. and have it paid off in, in uh, January. And then what I'm left with is the one that's not accepting payments. That's a private student loan that has my dad's name on it. So I've been trying to prioritize that since March, but they're like, they won't accept anything. 
And then I have a Chrysler um, repossessed car debt that I also need to tackle for $32,000. For $32,000, okay. Uh, How much do you make a year? Uh, I take home about $100,000. Okay. Wow, you've been doing a lot of work then. I mean, yeah, you've you've killed it. Um, For the medical debt, since it's in collections, have you tried to negotiate that down at all? I have, and I feel like they will, they they say no, that they need the minimum payment. And they actually lied to me for months and months and said they can't accept payments on it at all unless it's the minimum amount, which is a total lie. I called back and I clicked the numbers to get to the payment one. And all of a sudden they said they would accept payments, but just not the minimum one to stop the interest. So, um, they totally lied to me and I believed it. Yeah. So I forgot what your question was. No, no, you're good. You're good. I was just wondering, uh, because it's such a oh. large medical debt and it's in collections, most yes. of the time they will settle for, but you, you'll have to have that amount of money usually to make that deal possible. So your question is yeah. for now, honestly, um, and I'd be curious, Ken, your thoughts on this. I, I'm almost tempted, Britta, to to attack these two smaller ones, especially the IRS one. I would want that out like ASAP and it's going to just free up three grand. So even if you get behind two to three months, um, because on, on the interest, I mean, I would still try to pay the minimum payment if you can and stay current. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I would, yeah, I think I would focus a lot of my efforts on these smaller ones, get them knocked off. That's going to free up three grand. Are you able to pay that minimum payment at all of the 2300 with the medical or does that, does that slow down your entire debt snowball? No, I I could pay that. Um, but it would stop me paying off IRS right now. And then it would slow the other one getting paid off in January. Yeah. So I, I could put that towards it. No problem. But I feel like in my conversations with them, that they will settle with me if I have some sort of lump sum payment yes, yes. to give to them. And exactly. The, the I, verbiage they've used makes me think that. Yes, okay. for sure. Yeah, and usually they will. We find most of the time okay. they will. Uh, you'd want to get it in writing when that happens. But again, I kind of okay. want to clear up the IRS stuff. Though. I don't like the IRS being around. 100%. And, and then you're so close with yeah. the other one to pay off. So yeah, I agree. And I, I would I agree with you, Rachel. And but I would I would go the step of Britta. I'd put a number out there. You cannot lose in this situation. I'd throw a number out. I'd throw a lump sum number. I'd go, look, this is what I can pay you, and this is when I can pay the lump sum. See what they say. By the way, don't okay. be don't be like crazy generous. You know, like okay. let's let's have some fun with this. This is like a stress free negotiation, in my yeah, opinion. You totally. can't lose. So I'd throw okay. a number out. In fact, let's just talk about this really quick. Why why would we? What, what's what's a number that you have in your mind? You go, all right, I'll offer it this to him. I'll say, all right, here's the lump sum. Would you guys be willing to settle for this? And you just put a number in front of him. What, what would you say? Well, I was thinking if I was just going to pay the interest until June, I'm expecting a bonus. And I was thinking if I'm just paying the interest and I'm saving all this other back money up of offering them 10000 and them dropping it to 50000 I would be happy with that. I'm more than happy to pay my debt. It's my debt. But it, even if they would, you know, drop it down to fifty thousand, and then I could pay that off next year, no problem. I'd say that. Tell them, go, okay. hey, I okay. want to pay my debt. I got into this mess. I'm cleaning it up. This is what I'm proposing, and just see okay. what they say. Yep. Okay. Yeah. You could right, even go half. You. you could even go half on it, Britta. Sometimes some of these, it's yeah, I was like gonna pennies say, on the dollar. I was going to say even forty. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and when or someone... start with this. Sorry to cut you off, but start no. with this. Hey, what would a lump sum? What would you be willing to receive from me on a lump sum? See what they throw out first. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want them to show me their cards. Totally. Sorry. I, I no, no. You're great. You you're great. But I, I appreciate you know Brenda's um, Britta. Britta. Gosh, sorry, Britta. Sorry, I'm here for oh, you. Thank you. Sorry, your name is not Brenda. It is Britta. I'm sorry. Um, I appreciate her humility in it, though, knowing like this is my debt because that's yeah. part of this conversation. When you sign up for it, you owe it, right? So, so that is an important part of this. But also, you guys on this journey, and it, she was about to file for bankruptcy. I mean, she she awesome had a pile stuff. of stuff. Yeah. She had medical, IRS, all of it. So there is a point when the debt it gets old and it's in collections, and these people. I mean, like she said, they lie to you. I mean, it's just it's a gross industry. And if you know, hey, this interest is absolutely insane. There is not a moral uh, check that you need to have to say, yeah, I'm going to see if I can negotiate this bill down because you're still owning that you signed up for this, right? But med- and medical debt's so terrible. It's like, yeah, I think it's one of the worst. It's one of the number one causes of bankruptcy in America is oh, medical yeah. debt. So piles up quickly and has such negative stuff attached yes. to it. So yeah. I think you know, asking for that negotiation and, and talking through that is very acceptable. And and just to ask, and like you said, Ken. Throw it out there and just see. The worst they can say is no, but at that point, talk to it. But also, Britta, if you're still on the line listening, make sure you get it in writing. Like, have them email Mm -hmm. you immediately. Get the name of the person you're talking to if a deal is done. Get their name, get their phone number, their extension, how you can reach them. I mean, make sure you get all of this. Oh, that's a great point. Because once you hang up with them, it's like playing the lottery to get the same person back on the phone. Uh, I know. I I promise I talked to a lady named Phyllis. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know where Phyllis is. We're not sure. She's in the uh, Arkansas uh, headquarters. Oh, okay. You know, you're right. Get it in writing. And that's a very good point. Get the person's name. Um, but let listen, the negotiations, I mean, let somebody else throw a number out first. I mean, you can always go back and forth. So I like that. Throw it out. But yep. Britta's crushing it. I want people to catch something. You know, she said at the very beginning, Rachel, she said, I backed out of bankruptcy. And she yes. said something to the effect of, I'm so glad I did. So I hope some people hear that, that that's not as easy and clean and simple nope. as it feels like. Nope. Not at all. And you guys, if you're enjoying the show, will you help us spread the word? Will you review, leave a review, uh, subscribe, send these episodes out to friends and family? The more that we get listeners and people watching and seeing the show, hopefully the more help that we can get across America and to be able to help. So make sure to share, like, subscribe for all the videos and all things Ramsey Show and Ramsey Network shows too. Um, That is great help to us. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hey folks, our brand new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $199. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. The holidays are coming up, you guys. And if you want a meaningful gift, make sure to go to RamseySolutions.com slash store. We have a lot of books there for our $12 sale, including two of Ken's books. Yes, please buy a lot of those as you think about your loved ones this Christmas season. Paycheck to Purpose. Thank you very much. Uh, Paycheck to Purpose. Come on. 
Boy, this is Pro- the proximity principle. Whew. So now we can still be friends. We got it. That was that was hanging on a well, line my, there. For what a are second. my two? Uh, your two are exactly. Uh, kick them is what they like to call it. Know yourself. Know your money. Mm-hmm. And uh, before Don't that, look over there. Oh, I'm not, good I'm friend. Not. I now, see. Oh wow, I'm really nervous. All of a sudden, wow. Uh, love your life, not yours. Uh, theirs. theirs. Good job. There you go. So those see? are in the twelve dollars sale. Along got, with a total money makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires. We don't need to mention anybody else's. Yeah, go check them out, you guys. Yep. And also, if you go to RamseySolutions.com slash store, you'll see my new kids book. I'm glad for what uh, I have. So, so make sure to check that out look for all the it. little ones in your life. Look at that. And it's almost like uh, the pages are, are thick. It's great quality of a book, too. I'll point that out. I'm going to smell so, it. Oh. Oh, fresh printing. Yeah, fresh, fresh off the press. Is what it really is. Say. And so. this is lovely. Lots of cute wisdom in this. Yes. So there make sure go. to check out all those. And again, for the holiday season, get a gift that's going to help somebody. Did so. you do audio on this, by the way? You know, Amelia did. My daughter read the book. Are you kidding me? I know. I don't know if we're using it for like an audio book per se, but we're using it in some of the like marketing and Why different not? things. I want to talk to the big shot know, who decided sweet. no on that. And actually Caroline was the intro and she says, I'm glad for what I have by Rachel Crows. <laughs> How is that not the audio book? I'm telling you, if, if the people speak, sweet. It's sweet. we're going to release that. Mm-hmm. I got to mm-hmm. talk to Dave. Yeah, they got it. They got it. I'm going to send him an email. Oh, so great. That's fun. So great. I know. So fun. All right. So fun. All right. We're going to the phones this hour, and we got Anna Marie in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, Anna Marie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How are you? We are doing great. How can we help? Um, Okay. So I just want to give you a quick bit of information, because that might have bearing on the answer you give. Um, So we did the baby steps. Um, I have $1,500 in my savings. Uh, we paid off all our debt besides the house, um, but I don't know if you'll like where I have my uh, three to six months of expenses. I have twenty thousand in a non-retirement investment account. Okay, and then I have we're do, I'm doing fifteen percent of uh, my retirement is going into a simple IRA, and part of it's going into a IUL. However, my husband uh, doesn't have a retirement account, um, and then. Uh, Let's see. I'll move on. So what we're wanting to do, instead of paying off our home early, we're looking to maybe sell it and build a cheaper house so that we can be completely debt-free. And then my husband can start getting his retirement. I know that sounds backwards. Um, But we paid $345 for our house. Um, Last time it was appraised, it was about $472. And Right now, I know it's a little higher in value. It's, we could probably list it at 500 k after talking to a realtor and uh, looking at comps. And so my question is, should we list our house now and use that money to start building the new home? Or should we use some money that we have saved to start, to start building the new home right now and then sell our house later? Uh, I don't how, know how the market's going to be in the future. Yeah. Um, how much do you owe on the house? So we owe about three ten. Okay, so you would you would get out about two ninety. Um, How much are you uh, anticipating the second smaller house? So the new smaller cheaper house. What are you expecting that to cost? So I'm expecting it to be around one fifty to one seventy five. Yes. Uh, it'll be actually on the property right next door to the property we live on five acres. It'll be the five acres next door. 
We thought you, about doing a mobile home, but we're don't, really talking about building a ship, uh, shop house. Don't do a mobile home. I know. I just feel like that'll, yeah, I don't feel like that'll be good. Do you own the land so that you're going to build on? Shop house. Um, my, my parents bought that land, anticipating building out there, but we're going to buy it from them. So we'll pay about, you know, 23000 for the land. I, I, Rachel, I don't see, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't do this, Anna Marie. I don't think it's confusing at all. I think you sell your current house, you, you take the, the savings ca- yeah. from that, that what you make on that to pay cash for this next situation, and you're you're done. I, I would do that. Yeah, I don't you'd see have to any go reason. rent. You'd have to go rent somebody somewhere yeah. for yeah, a that's, year. That's the hard part. Is where would we live in the interim? Yeah, you just have to, you'd have to rent. Well, you act but, like there's no place okay. to live in Albuquerque. You're not going to live in a box under a bridge. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have um, to go rent yeah, somewhere. To find rentals where we're at, actually. Well, you'd have to figure that out because I think finding the rental. All right, I'm is, pulling it up. Is going to be worth it to be able to do this deal because you'll be able to take the equity yeah. out of that house, build what you want, yeah. and get the land. I mean, all of it pretty much is settled there with cash. And what it's going to force you to do, Amory, which I think is great, is it's going to force you guys to stay on budget because with building. It always yeah. can start creeping up. But if you guys hold true and hold fast that, nope, we're doing this with cash, we'll be completely debt-free. Uh, and then, yeah, and then doing, and then your husband needs to start retirement even before you guys start building. He, Why is he not contributing to retirement right now? Um, well, he was, but he recently quit uh, his okay. job. And he was only there for a couple of years. And before that, he kind of worked for himself. Okay. And, uh, and now he's kind of working for himself. Um, but, but we have about... A hundred and a hundred and forty thousand that we could spend building the house now, because what we're, whatever we're going to probably be where are you getting one hundred and forty? The same what? as our mortgage. Hold on. So where? we have about we have about fifty five thousand cash, and then um, we have some vehicles we're selling. That's about forty five thousand, and um, and the, here's another thing: is I don't want to use the college fund or the no. money that's in my non retirement investment account to put towards the house. But without that, we would have a hundred thousand to to build. You need to sell, and we could. You need to sell your house, and you guys. First. Yes, yep, I would a hundred percent. How much is it? Just you and your husband? Yes. Well, no, we have a daughter. Sorry, she's seven. But income wise, <laughs> yes, me and my husband. Okay, so so how so so you're in such a hurry to build this thing, and and your whole big excuse is well, it's hard to find rent. Are you in the greater Albuquerque area? No, we're actually in a rural area. I mean. It's 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 not the town of Albuquerque. It's it's in okay. It's in New Mexico, but it's in a smaller town. Okay, but the renting thing. But you can find a place to rent. Yeah, and it's only for a short period of Small time. Small amount of time for six right. six to eight months is what you guys are doing. And then you have all the cash. There's none of this. Well, we got to pull from this account and that yeah. account. Yeah. I'm exhausted listening. It's just hard because we'd have to move to a completely different place and move twice. For six but we're months, we're building right next to our house. For six months, it doesn't sound like you're going to take our advice. So that's okay. For six no, no, months, no, that's okay. Anna Marie, for to... six months uh-huh. is what we're saying. It's six yeah. months. It's not yeah. six years. Yeah. It's not even a full year. Yeah. For six months, so you can yeah, commute it, to the yeah. build. Hopefully. Make sure it's all going yeah, okay. Keep it. the address so the so your child so your daughter stays in the same school system. It's all okay. But oh, for six months, that so in okay, perfect. Well, perfect. She homeschools. It's great. So again, the inconvenience, the inconvenience of maybe having to drive an extra 20, 30 minutes away is worth it just to do a cash deal and that there's no debt, there's no banks involved, there's nothing. And you guys, you have yeah. it. You have the equity in your house to do it. And not to yeah. mention, it's going to keep you guys on track, which I think is yes. really important. But you guys need to be looking at this. And you're, you're in a great spot. I mean, you guys have 
you have money, you have money, you have emergency fund, the 55000 that could be your emergency fund. Yeah. Don't touch that. You have some investments here. You're doing your Roth. You're all doing it great. You're just switching houses, which is a dream, Anna Marie. Yeah. That's a dream. And That's what people thing. want. They want that. Here's the other thing, Anna Marie. You're just assuming that everything's going to go exactly the way you think it's going to go. Well, I just got news for you. And you're probably <laughs> chuckling right now on hold. You know that doesn't happen. And this way, if you do it the way we're telling you to do it, then there's no stress. Yes, there's a bit of inconvenience, but that's just part of change anyway. I, I would just make this clean and easy, and I think the way to do that is sell, rent, build, move. It's clean, easy. I was stressed out listening to the process, <laughs> you know? And I don't want you to be stressed out. Yeah. You don't so need great. to be. There's no need to be. You guys have done a great job, by the way. We're having a little bit of fun well there. Well done. But you guys have put yourself in a position to be able to do this, That's as Rachel right. said. Absolutely. Good job. Absolutely. Great job. Congratulations. Thanks for calling. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Rachel Cruz joins me in studio this hour. Our scripture of the day comes from Philippians 3, 13 through 14. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining Toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Our quote of the day from Mary K. Ash, never give up because you never know if the next try is going to be the one that works. Mm. There you go. Is that Mary Kay as in the Mary Kay cosmetics? Oh, there you go. She knows. She has mm. some good some good quotes, I'm sure, with business. Got herself a pink Cadillac, too. Pink is Cadillac. that what that is? Did I get that right? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. I got nervous when I threw that out there. I was that was like, good. Okay. That was good. Yep. Some Mary Kay sales is mm. what those people have done. Yes, they have. All right. So uh, we're going to close out this hour uh, with Molly in Dallas. Hey, Molly. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show right now. Oh, I'm so well, glad. Well, we're excited to talk to you. We're glad you called. How can we help? Thank you so much. I'm, I have two questions regarding the scenario that I'm in. And I don't know how much information is going to be pertinent. So the the bare bones right now is that I am currently working against an insurance, a car insurance company for a car accident I was in. It's five years ago this month. It's been forever. Good grief. I was not at fault. It's it's been terrible, Um, but I was not at fault. They're insured with texting and driving, and it took three years just to get back to, like, a medical baseline for me. Oh, my gosh. So I'm really grateful I'm not disabled. I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful I didn't lose a limb or lose a life, but I still, on paper, I will not be healed from my injuries, but I know Jesus is my healer, so I ain't worried about it. So moving forward, I'm negotiating, and they have agreed to cover all of my medical treatment, my injuries, and like all these medical debts that have racked up. So I'm no longer represented by an attorney, but I had an attorney working on my case. So I have all of my bills, all of my liens lined up. And so they're offering me just under 29,000 for medical bills and lost wages. And I come before you today wondering about the best strategy for negotiating the pain and suffering aspect of it. Cause they offered me less than $5 a day for the last five years. And they're really, really low-balling in that area. And I don't really know how to advocate for myself in a way that's stern, but fair. I don't know what fairness looks like for that. Well, that's a great question. Uh, let me jump in on the last part of that. Uh, so the fairness piece, I, I don't think that you're a dishonest person. So I think that 
fair is you being honest about what your care is going to cost. And I think you, if you're going to represent yourself, which I don't recommend, uh, but if you're going to, then I think you got to come up with a number based on, um, and if I was in your situation and we'd sit down and go, okay, all right, um, what is my ongoing care? If I've got some physical therapy, if I've got some follow-ups here, maybe some potential procedures, surgeries, whatever that is, to the best of your ability, you've got to be able to put that out on paper and you've got to be able to prove that and you've got doctors weighing in all that and signing off on that. And that's how you would go to the insurance company and go, look, this $5 a day business, whatever you're going to come up with there, let me just tell you what my health care costs are for continuing care. That's where I would start so that you actually, it's not about fair, it's about facts. Facts. Like yeah. this is in fact what it's going to cost. You should be covering this. But Rachel, I'm not a fan of trying to, and listen, I am about as direct and I love a good scrum. I love love a good fight for righteousness and honesty and i'd love to get on the phone with these morons right i really would but even i don't think that's right i think i need somebody advocate for me who knows some of the ins and outs it might be worth a good attorney here who's willing to work on a yeah content meaning you get money then you get paid yes right right do you have you had an attorney in the past five years molly at all Yes. So I signed on with an attorney and then after two years, he changed law practices. So I went with him. And then about after a year of him being there, he left law entirely. So the practice that I went with inherited my claim and it was not a good fit at all. So we negotiated to just be released from our agreement with no liens to that law firm. Okay. All right. But let me say this. I don't know if you've ever seen the old movie, and this is going to be fun if Rachel's seen this or not. She loves when I go into the Wayback Machine. Grand, grand, grandpa. No, Rain. Oh, thank, thank you very much. Let me put my cardigan on for a second. He's on a grandpa. All right, but. the cardigan is on. What? What? Uh, Rainmaker with Matt Damon. Let me tell you who, I, what I would be doing, and I'm being serious right now. I would find me some young personal injury lawyer who's hungry. I mean, like their shoes aren't shined. You know, they don't know how to tie a tie yet, but they're sharp and they're smart and they only get paid if they go and get money for you. Now I'm being a little dramatic, but I would find somebody who's hungry, who who is sharp and, and they want to score because you've got everything laid out. They could quickly get into the situation and go, mm-hmm. oh, we've got something here. But I'd interview two or three of these young, hungry lawyers, uh, somebody who's good, not a complete bumpkin or somebody that's you know has no idea how to tie their shoes but i would find somebody that's hungry and 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 if they think they've got a case here and they want to prove something they want to make some money uh i'd turn them loose on this that's what i would be doing if i were in your shoes i don't know rachel yeah because i think having an expert molly i mean instead of you having to do this because i can only imagine getting into legal battles and paperwork and i mean it's a it's a whole other world and you deserve more. I mean, like you're looking at it and you're like, this doesn't make mathematical sense. To Ken's point, it's not you just being emotional about it. It's truly like my bills. Like this is these are my bills because of this accident and insurance is supposed to cover them. So I think bringing in somebody to Ken's point is a, is a really good idea. And I would because these insurance companies, for the most part, they're trying to get as little out, pay out as little as oh, possible. Mm-hmm. And so this is that's what they do. And so for you to actually get what's fair... To you, I mean, it's been five years. Yeah. That's exhausting. Like, yeah. I don't even know if you have the energy yeah. to, to fight this any bit, you know what I mean, anymore. And so to get somebody that is fresh on the case, they're looking at everything and they're able to to yeah. really help you out because that's... We got to flip this, Molly. You know why? Because these insurance companies are going to kick the can down the road to the point that they're just hoping to delay and delay and delay and, and you'll delay stop. so and you'll that just you'll give stop. Out. Yeah. You need an absolute pit bull, Rottweiler 
kind of lawyer who is so up in their grill that they go, let's settle, <laughs> let's get done with this. We're tired of hearing from this lawyer. You got to flip the game, and uh, and and somebody out there will do that for you. In your world, Dallas Metroplex, the Metro, there's somebody out there who's looking to make their mark, and I'd find somebody who wants to make you their uh, their hero. Yeah, I really do. I I, that's it. what I would do. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Especially when you get into these niche areas you guys and and molly's case obviously is a very specific one with a car accident insurance company all of it but get people who live and breathe this stuff we say the same thing if you're doing your taxes if you're doing your investing if you're going to be selling your house you know we have ramsey preferred um you know coaches to help you even with your uh, financial situation all over the country and elps with real estate like like find these people in these areas to help you you don't have to be the only one in your entire life, right? If you're going to go work out for the first time, you hire a personal trainer. If there's stuff you're working through in your personal life, you you know you you hire a therapist to walk through. Like you find people who are who are experts in this stuff, and that includes when you're in a situation like Molly, that an insurance company is kind of bullying you and stringing you along for five years, and you don't get the money that you need to cover everything. Because like you said, twenty nine thousand dollars over five years and through all the medical stuff that you have documentation of that's what you deserve. Like that's the justice in it. And so I think there's, there's a, there's power in that having people that know what they're doing. By the way, bringing this back full circle, Rainmaker, Rainmaker came out in 1997. I'm not a grandpa for knowing that. Have you not seen the movie? Have you not seen the movie? I was going to say, when you said rain, I was going to say rain. I'll tell you what, you're a, you're a big reader. You're a big reader. Dennis Hoffman. Dennis Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Shoot. Yeah. No, not. It was Matt Damon and Danny DeVito. Gee, I just got, I just got, I got, sh- my yeah, <laughs> people are like, folks, unbelievable, I Rachel. I Sorry. Bless her heart. Hey, you Sorry. know what, though? Let me tell you this. You're I a read. Reader. You're a reader. Yeah. It's a John Grisham oh, novel. So go okay, get that. Fine. You can go I get it at the library because you like to save a buck or two and take that on the old uh, summer vacation. That's Sharon Ramsey. That, you're that not a checks. library? Nope, I'm not. Sharon, your mother still checks out books at the library? Yes. God bless her. She is a treasure. Yes. She's a treasure, folks. Or uh, she'll give me a book, and it's a library in Minnesota. I'm like, where'd you get this, Mom? She's like, it was a used book off Amazon. Like, <laughs> God bless you, Mom. God bless you. All She's right. awesome. Well, thanks to Fun everyone times. in the booth. Thank you, America, for listening. Ken, thank you for being a great co-host. You bet. And we'll be back. If you're a leader, your personal growth matters for your organization because whatever you lead can only grow as much as you do. I know from experience. I've been CEO of Ramsey Solutions for over 30 years, and now I'm sharing that leadership and business coaching experience with you on the Entree Leadership Podcast. I'm taking your calls and helping you figure out how to overcome challenges within your organization. One episode could change your business. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or on the Ramsey Network app.